Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace and blessings, family. It's your boy, Jay Rated All. And that's right, family. You are tuning into another episode of Pharaoh Radio here with your boy. I hope everyone is blessed today. It is November the 3rd, Wednesday of 2021. That's right. November the 3rd, family. I remember when we talked a few days ago on the 31st of October, when we did the Halloween, Hallow's Eve Sawin and Baron Samdi podcast, I was telling you guys that um, Sawin usually lasts for three days. Um, and that's if you're including, um, you know, today as well. Actually, it's, it's about four days because you're including Halloween. Um, and I hope you all have had a blessed uh, holiday. Uh, I don't really consider Halloween a holiday, but I know it's time off uh, to for most people, especially for the children, uh, to dress up and do what they do, and even adults as well. Also, family, I want to thank you all again for your support. Um, Your support is graciously needed, and I definitely want to say thank you. Um, We will continue to do, um, I'm starting to get feedback on the question and um, answers. You guys seem to really have liked that. I got emails stating that you like the emails as well. So, hey, that's even a blessing more than in, in itself. Um, you know, it always comes down to a family where as, um, you know, we try to do different things on the show. We're going into a third year next year. It's been a long two years, but it's been a short one at the same time, if that makes sense. So I would love to just say that um, in all due respect uh, that you guys... Um, are just amazing in everything that you do. For those of you who've been sticking it out with your boy, um, taking your time, uh, it, it's it's just been great, and I really appreciate that. You guys have no idea from the bottom of my heart just how how I feel. And uh, family, if you can, please continue to donate, 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 because donations help build uh, bigger platforms broader connections and again more activities it also allows us to do more and have more people on the show now it didn't cost a thing for you guys if you want to come on to the show uh if we start doing that like call-ins we're going to try to do some things um but at the same time i don't want to get too i don't want to jump too ahead of myself 
All right. So just saying that real quick before we get into today's show. Today's show, as you can see, is called Etymology One on One or 101. Right. Um, and the reason why I named it Etymology One on One or One on One is because you guys have heard me. For those of you who've been tuning in with me, you've been hearing me talk about how important vocabulary, wordplay uh, knowing the origins of words and how they originated and what their true meanings were when they first originated. You guys have heard me speak that. And the term that's used for that would be etymology, the original origins of where words come from. Anywhere before, uh, anywhere in between how they're sound and pronounced, the phonology of the words um, to what their definitions are. Now, today, a lot of these same words have other meanings that have been added in the English um, versions or whatever uh, origins of the words that they stem from. You got the Latin, you have the Greek. Uh, and it's unfortunately because a lot of times we like to leave things off with Latin and Greek. And there are many other languages that predate even the Latin and the Greek. And then you've got different forms of Latin and different forms of Greek. We just like to, you know pretty much the summation of it we like to just total it all up and put it in a category instead of saying modern classical old or whatever we just say greek or latin or whatever but it's good to know those meanings because those meanings stem back in a time that even today's words with the same definition uh, with the same words with different definitions you wouldn't gather that um and so the reason, another reason why words are so important, family, is because when we're talking about the dynamic structure of how things are formed, how they're created, this is also going back to the spiritual essence of something. See, everything comes from the spirit plane before it manifests here in the physical. And that plane in which thoughts project or things are created is called the mental plane. That's right. So when you go back to your Bibles, for instance, as an example, when the Lord said, let there be light. Well, he said it and spoke it into sound, which then became light. However, to even get before it came became sound, he had to think it. And so uh, if you study the seven natural laws of the universe, which is called the Hermetic Principles or the Kabbalion, right? You'll learn that there are seven basic principles to how everything came into being and what those seven basic principles um, represent in terms of mentalism and things of that nature. And I'm not saying it in the exact order, but you have the law of correspondence. You have the law of cause and effect, which is uh, causation. You have uh, the law of um, vibration. You know, you have all these different laws that when you study them, you can see how things came into being. Right. So anyway, family, we're not going to go too much into that. We're definitely going to break some words down. I've been hearing a lot of words about stuff like paganism and heathenism. And we're going to talk about what farmer, what all the blood, uh, the words for blood mean. We're going to talk about that. Um, and we're just going to have some fun with it. We're just going to play around with the wordplay. Uh, but you guys know it's definitely that time. We're a little bit over our normal time in terms of what time we do commercials, but it's definitely that time. And 
I want to thank our sponsors with Anchor for all that they do. And thank Anchor also for uh, giving Favor Radio a chance to be heard worldwide. I also want to thank you guys, the Favor Radio family, for supporting me, as you always do. And your emails are just amazing. I'm still getting emails. So we'll talk about that when we come back from commercial break. Let's also thank Fidel Cashflow VA, FCFVA, for all that he does. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. On that note, family, don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. Peace and blessings. It's your boy, Jay Read It All. And that's right. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. Family, it has been a blessed two years. And thank you all for those of you who continue to donate to the Cash App of Pharaoh Radio. And I have enjoyed thoroughly responding to your emails. And thank you again for your support. I could not have done this without any of you that continue to give me a chance to speak with you all on the platform. Well, it is definitely getting closer to 2022. But family, I want to say this real quick. It has also been brought to my attention that a lot of you prefer to also donate through cryptocurrency. In Favor Radio, we have a wallet address as well. So if you're not able or don't feel comfortable just sending your money into the cash app of Pharaoh Radio, you're more than welcome to send it to our cryptocurrency wallet. Now, that address is pretty long, so I won't actually announce what it is. But moving forward, whenever you do listen to Pharaoh Radio, whether it's through Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening to, definitely go to the description box of that podcast and within the description box you can look at the very bottom and it will definitely have our cash app tag what that is for those of you who want to still continue to send in uh in the normal way of cash app or for the cryptocurrency people who would like to prefer to do it that way that wallet address will also be in the same description box so all you have to do is copy and paste it and send it on we thank you so much whoever you are wherever you are from all over the world Favor Radio is definitely growing, and like I said, it's a blessing. On that note, family, I hope you all continue to be blessed and continue to support your boy. Every bit helps, and I definitely thoroughly appreciate it. On that note, y'all stay blessed. I'm out. Peace and namaste. Greetings, greetings, greetings. We are back. Thank you all for tuning in here on Fable Radio. We're talking about Etymology 101 or one-on-one. Now, family, before we get into it, our show is going to be the same average normal time today. But before we get into wordplay, let's talk for a little bit. Talk to your boy. Let's talk with your boy for a little bit. Um... What the basis of this particular topic today is going to be centered around is aspects of how people real don't really realize sometimes the words they use are like casting spells. You know, we as human beings, we're basically about a basic life, a basic construct. 
right? The five senses, emotions, and things of that nature. And our five senses along with our emotions, that's basically how we interpret reality, okay? That's the best way for perception to have a home. And perception is based on all levels of life, no matter what dimensional plane or what reality or how old you are, it's always going to be based on perception alongside having some experiences to give you a a perception of something, how you interpret your experiences or the reality of something. Well, etymology is no different. In fact, uh, you take people who are poets or songwriters, you know, whether it's a singer uh, of a certain genre or a lyricist in hip hop. And I just so happen not to toot any horns here, just being open and honest and transparent. I happen to be all the all the above that I just mentioned, a songwriter, a lyricist, um, a singer. Right. But we're not so much talking about the singing right now um, on also hip hop. You know, I'm an MC. So that's actually what J rated R came from is me MCing. Of course, it has other meanings to it. And I gave myself that name. Because I'm a Nick, my nickname is JR. I'm a junior. So I just threw the rated in between the J and the R. And of course, I spell out J A Y rather than just saying the letter J and then rated R. I spell it out J A Y, then rated and then the, the letter R. But um, etymology has is number one for me when it comes to learning information. That that even goes as far as saying when you're studying information, correlating, cross-referencing, studying things in a different translation, a different language, a different dialect. Etymology is important because it's wordplay. Everything can be based on wordplay. Wordplay is what manipulates reality, family, because it has sound in it, the phonology of it, right? The phonetic aspects of it. And that's why they call it wordplay. You're playing with words, playing with syllables, pronunciations. And so when we start thinking of it in that aspect, when we start looking a little deeper in what we're saying and becoming consciously aware of it, it brings a whole new paradigm or reality to one's awareness and helping one to awaken or to become more conscious or to be more open or more sensitive to not just what they say and how things are said, but it brings awareness to things that they notice in terms of observation. You know, your senses become more keen, heightened. Uh, your brain is growing, whether you know it or not. Your consciousness is expanding. So the expansion of awareness is incredible just from learning basic constructs of etymology. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation That's why I wanted to have this podcast today. We are talking about things that most people would never turn or blink another eye at, you know, because they think of it as it's just words. And yeah, to the mundane mind, that would be just exactly as (laughs) most people would look at it. But to somebody who's looking at things a little bit more deeper, Somebody who seems to have a little bit more of an edge on others. It's because they have these minute secrets. 
that they can use as the decoding or decrypting of, of, of encrypted coded reality. You know, uh, I'm not trying to use words right now that go over anyone's head. I'm just speaking real talk, fam. There's nothing wrong with looking in a dictionary and learning words. Then while you're learning the definition of those words, look at how they're pronounced and look at in the abri- um, the um, the brackets or the parentheses. Look at their etymology. Where is the word really from? What did it really mean? And some of you to some or all of us, actually, at some point, we'll be surprised that a word that we think means one or two things when we look at its original meaning, where it actually came from and what it really meant at the time. We'll be surprised. We're like, damn, I had no idea it meant that. And then you can start taking that word and its original meaning and then start putting it in other places and start seeing how things connect. People are like etymology. We're just walking depictions of what a pictograph looks like the symbols that you see on the ancient walls in mesopotamia and in egypt and and nubia and all these different places like the mayans the aztecs they all have hieroglyphs in the form of symbols or pictures right pictographs of things that or or phonographs of things that That's why they say a a picture is worth a thousand words, because you can gather so much information just from a picture rather than putting it in actual words, which takes more time to break down and to interpret. It's linguistics, baby. That's all it is. It's linguistics. It's a play on words. And this is how people can get hypnotized. This is how people can be influenced, good or bad. This is how people can feel emotions that they don't want to. We're going to talk about. See, this ain't just going to be a podcast family on just the words. We're going to also throw some examples in here, such as movies. How do movies play a part on your emotions? Wordplay, sound. Now, we ain't going to do phonology today in terms of sound, but we're going to speak on it a little bit because it does tie into what etymology is doing in terms of the original meanings and how you may cast a spell, how you may be talking, whatever it is you may be doing, fam. It's always etymology, even when you don't realize it. So on that note, family, we're going to go ahead and take our next commercial break. I want you all to kind of just ponder on that for a little bit. If you if you will. And when we return, we will continue on as we have been. I'm your boy, J. Rated R. Thank you for tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. It's your boy, J. Rated R. That's right. And you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Family, we would like to give a shout out to a young brother that's doing his thing. And for most of you, if you don't already know who he is, if this is your first time tuning into the show, that person is Fidel Cashflow VA, also known as FCF VA. This brother is doing his own thing and has been doing so for quite a long time now. As you may always hear at the beginning of Favorite Radio, every time we do our show, we always give him a shout out because he is the reason why we even started Favorite Radio. This brother's into a lot of things, fam. Music. He's always doing his podcast, so check him out. Fidel Castro VA on Anchor, as well as all the other platforms. 
he's also got his hands in the political uh, arena of information giving it to you real with the hip hop and all other forms of worldly news clothing and all other aspects so we definitely want to thank FCFEA for all that he does locally as well as globally I'm your boy J-Rated R definitely check this brother out show him your love and show him your support and on that note family I'm out and as always y'all stay blessed and stay fresh I'm your boy J-Rated R signing off saying peace and namaste Hey, 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 we are back. You all are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Family, we are talking about etymology one-on-one or one-on-one. So, let's tackle this thing head-on, one-on-one, for a second. Like we just left off before our last commercial break, we talked about how etymology is basically learning the original meaning of words where they derive from what their true meaning is and how they are put into play if we are to do that family it does require study it does require asking questions it does require um not only just looking things up that's how it starts but it more so it requires putting things into play where it would make more sense that's what it requires it requires that on top of a lot of other things um you definitely and, and other things let me be specific i don't want to just leave it there with other things what does that mean j rated r okay other things means just like i said taking the time to put the words into places by finding out what they mean right you put things into sentences you look at what the words mean you get a whole new idea of what it is that the word is offering you now i'm not trying to make this thing sound intimate or nothing but you do have to put intimacy into it intimacy let's let's talk about this really quick let's be mature here when we talk about things like intimacy family we're talking about the universe baby that that's real talk what i mean by that is everything if you want to use the word sexual that doesn't mean intercourse in the way that you know it a man and a woman doing it and all that no Sexual means everything has masculine and feminine energy, masculine and feminine properties. One cannot be without the other. It is called balance of the universe. In ancient Kemet or Egypt, we call the balance of something ma'at. That is the ma'at principle. Even though ma'at is a feminine or a female or or a goddess, she represents the balance of things, right? Well, you need balance, fam. Individually, as a gendered being, man in a body or woman in a body, you have both masculine and feminine. Now, where am I going with this? Why am I why am I bringing this up? Because if you're going to understand words, you got to understand even with words in and ancient tones. If you're looking at words, not just in English, but Latin, French, German, wherever the whatever the country, whatever the nationality, Arabic, Aramaic, whatever you're looking at. In terms of um, wordplay, know that it has feminine and masculine based principles. 
when we're talking about stuff like the Elohim, right? Elohim in the Aramaic Phoenician Canaanite means uh, tongue means gods. It's plural. Right. But Elohim, Elohim with an N, Elohim, when you're pronouncing it and breaking it down, it's both masculine and feminine. So it's righteously um, safe to say that based on the word before it becomes Elohim with an M. Right. Or Elohim, as some people want to say. It, it not only is it plural, but it also means gods and those gods aren't just masculine fam. They're feminine. That means that these gods can be androgynous, meaning both male and female counterparts. And it can be a broken down, divided group of beings that are gods that are masculine in one form. And then you have other ones that are feminine in another form, which is hence where you get the goddesses from. A goddess is a god, right? But it's a female version of a god. A god in the masculine sense is a god, right? In the male version. So we don't just say gods. We say, I mean, we don't just say gods and goddesses. A lot of times we put them both in one category in the plural form and just put the S on the end of God and say gods because goddesses and gods are our gods altogether. But if we're making a distinction in the wordplay, we usually say goddess or God. Masculine, feminine. Right. You see how that that wordplay is. So that's etymology. Etymology is, is no different in how we break things down. OK, when you're sounding out words, you're breaking words, up, especially compound words, words that are put together. You look at the word and you can see. Let's use the, the name Sarah, uh, Sarah. Some people say Sarah when you break it down. Sarah can be spelled S-A-R-A or S-A-R-A-H. Right. But when we look at the words and break it down, what does the word saw mean? Saw means to protect. In ancient care, it means to protect. Right now, look at the word Ra, R-A. Ra, we know, means the sun. It's the sun god or the sun. Right. But check this out, family. Check this out. Put an H at the end of Ra. And Ra then becomes the, the word for disagreeable. You see, so when we say Ra... We're talking about the sun god. Now, yes, R-A-H can mean the sun god as well. But usually when you start breaking it down in other languages, it means disagreeable. And then we pronounce it in the Greek. Roy, Roy, Roy. Spelled usually R-O-I. Another name for the sun. But we don't talk about that. And see, Sarah is the, the sun, the, the, the sun god of protection or the protector of the sun. If you want to use etymology, there are other meanings for these words in other languages. Yes, but I just wanted to give you an example of etymology. Now, we know Sarah is the name of a woman. Sarah also is Sari. You know, these are also names that go back to certain goddesses. So a lot of these words that we like to use in terms of their derivatives, their origins, well, we can see how certain words synonymously are the same, how they connect in pronunciation, how they connect in origin. And that's the beauty of etymology. So we're going to get into it today. We're going to have some wordplay, man. I just wanted to talk a little bit before we actually started breaking things down and getting into it and getting ridiculous with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I what I mean by ridiculous is we just going crazy. We going in. I love to do stuff like that. And it's, apparently a lot of you all love it, too, because you like to 
to uh, want me to expel more on things like this based on your emails that I received. So that's that's all love, fam. I love it. You know, when you start feeling excited about talking about something and it's in your spirit and it resonates with you, that's how you know you on to you on to something. You know, you're alive. And that's why they say the Bible, just to use, you know, some context here. They say the Bible is the living word of God. It's not the they say God is not a dead God, but actually the, the Bible in essence is the book of the dead. Who's alive in that book? <laughs> Nobody. The only ones that you can say were alive in the Bible are people like Elijah, Enoch and Yahshua, a.k.a. Jesus. Everybody else is dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, when we say that these guys are alive. Oh, and Philip. No one talks about Philip in the Bible. One of the 12 disciples. He disappeared by after baptizing a man. So, again, the Lord took him. That's what it says. But here's the thing, family. We're going to go ahead and take our last commercial break. But when we return, we will definitely start breaking down these words. We'll start going into it. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, do what I do. And I hope you all enjoy it. I hope it's educational as well as entertaining. I'm your boy, Jay Rated All. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, 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 family. It is your boy, Jay Rated All. And that's right. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. We're going to give a special, special shout out to a very near and dear friend of mine. She's a woman filled with the spirit of Christ, filled with the spirit of the most high. And I want you all to definitely take your time out to support Miss Caroline Yotzia. She is definitely somebody that can make your day better. She's definitely filled with the word fam. And you can check her out on her Anchor podcast or her Spotify podcast called Rock Cut Channel. That's called Rock Cut Channel. And it's spelled all in one word. R-O-C-K-C-U-T and then the word channel. Live on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many, many more. So if you're looking for inspiration and upliftment of encouragement and you want to get the word on the day-to-day life of what's going on in the world, definitely check out Miss Yotia's channel. She definitely will make not only your day better, but she'll educate you at the same time. We want to thank her here on Pharaoh Radio for all that she does locally as well as globally all around the world. So definitely take your time out to support her. Subscribe to her channel and much, much more. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Go check out Rock Cut Channel by Miss Caroline Yotzia. Y'all take care. Stay blessed. And as always, family, I'm out. Peace and namaste.
All right, Fable family, we are back. In effect, ready, check. Let's go. We are talking about etymology 101 or 101. And the other part of that would be one on one. All right. There's a reason for everything, family. Spirit is real. And those of us who are in tune with it in the right way, in tune with the creator of all things that are permeating in inside and outside, in and out of us and all throughout everything around us. <clears throat> well, we know this to be a fact. As the Jedi's would call it, it's the force, right? Or the source of things, which we know to be the most high, the creator of all things. For all things are connected. We are connected. For we are all things. And where am I going with this? I hope that thus far, this has, if nothing else, awakened something within you. Or at least has started the inception or the conception of something within you. All right. So let's continue this family. You know, the knowledge that we have here is just about to just get deep family and know the words you use. Just know the words that you use family. You have to be on point. So once again, this is where the information starts getting deep. Etymology is the study of the history of words, as we talked about. And when they're entered you know, a language from what source and how they form and the meaning they have have changed over time. This is why I say that words of English and things of that nature a lot of times can throw us off. And very much so they can. Um, one thing when it comes to finding roots or root words is that we shouldn't become too caught up with the spelling of words. Rather, it is the sounds of the words family that are most and more important very essential to know that uh and i hope that what i'm about to give you will help transpire and take you to a whole nother level of the way you see words and your reality and the sounds and this is because many english words um <clears throat> many of the english words originate in other languages like sanskrit latin greek arabic right aramaic and so many, so many more, right? Stemming all the way back to the time the language was created from sound. You understand? So hopefully we'll overstand by the end of this conversation, by the end of this podcast. And moving forward, we'll be able to see also now how spells are casted. We'll understand definitions, true meanings of things and that nature. Also, words we use in English had different meanings altogether in other languages. And I will cite some of these examples as the show goes on. I will go ahead and point those things out to you all so that it will uh, make sense. OK. Um, now, for starters, let's jump into it. <clears throat> I wanted to say this when I started to research history, I found that you cannot do so without also studying religion, politics and language and family when it comes to um, when it comes to study of language they are that intertwined all of those categories religion politics language just to name a few they are all intertwined so you can't ignore what they represent you just can't and you can but you'll be missing out so I'm going to break down the history of etymology and instead, I will use a few words and decipher their roots and their origins 
So I feel like that may actually help you all uh, for those of you that are tuning in right now. First of all, let's start with the first word, bless. Let's use that as an example, right? B-L-E-S-S, bless. We know it means to mark or cleanse with blood. If you didn't know that, look it up. It means to mark or cleanse with blood. Yeah. So, uh, but you're going to see how this ties in. And I'm going to show that to you. Um, bless means to tie. So, yeah, you, re- you heard that correctly. <laughs> now, it likely derives from um, the term blessing, right? And the word blessing, it's B-L-E-S-S-E-N, right? Which developed from the Old English. And the bo- Old English spelling, you'll see B-L-A-E-D-S-I-A-N. What's blessing? I have said that wrong uh, <clears throat> because it's old English, but uh, the term also appears in other forms. Right. And if you look it up in its derivative, you'll see the different spellings, all meaning to make sacred or holy by sacrificial custom and Germanic paganism to mark with blood. This is what all these terms mean from the word bless. Right. All meaning to make sacred or holy by a sacrificial custom in the Ger- Germanic paganism. Now, you know, I noticed I used that word paganism. You guys lately have been tuning in, have heard me say I don't care for the word paganism, but we're going to talk about it today in this podcast at some point. So keep these things in mind. But right now, let's focus on that word bless to mark with blood. Right. To make sacred or holy by sacrificial custom. Let's talk about it, family. Um, <laughs> this gets really deep. All right. Now, due to uh, this term, it's related to the term blood, B as in boy, L-O-D, blood, meaning blood. That's where you get the word blood from. Blood. You see, you hear it in the word blood, blood or blood. It's almost like saying it with a Jamaican accent, blood, right? Now, references to this indigenous practice, blot with a T instead of a D at the end, B-L-O-T, exists in the Anglo-Saxon, right? And the Icelandic sources, right? These are things that I'm showing you how these words stem. Keep that in mind, right? Now, the phrase put uh, the blood of Jesus on it. You guys say it all the time. Put the blood of Jesus on it, right? That's a phrase. It makes more sense now, doesn't it? When you put the blood of Jesus on it, what are you doing? You're marking it. You're making it holy, sacred, through sacrifice. Who was the sacrifice? The lamb. Who's the lamb? Yeshua, right? What did we do? We put the blood of Jesus on it. Why? Because I just told you what it meant. So means to make holy or to make sacred, to mark Right now, let's look at the word in ancient Kemet. Let's look at the word Amun-Ra. That word seems familiar to you. It should because we talked about it in the periodic table, the gods being the elements. And that was actually the first periodic element on that chart, which was hydrogen. Amun-Ra, right? Or Amun. Now, Amun is the Egyptian sun god. Amun-Ra. Ra is the Egyptian sun god. But when you put the Amun in front of it, which is another name for sun god, Amun means hidden. Okay? And that's spelled A is an apple, M is in Mary, U is an umbrella, N is in Nancy. Amun or Amun. 
Sometimes you spell it with an O, but it's usually spelled in the English version. It's spelled A-M-U-N and then the word Ra. Now, where am I going with this? Walk with me. All right. As you research the name, you may encounter it in the other spellings, like I just told you, such as Amon, A-M-O-N, or Amon, A-M-O-U-N, or Amin, A-M-I-N, or Ammon, A-M-M-O-N, or Haman, H-A-M-M-O-N, or Eman, I-M-E-N, and Iman, I-M-A-N. All right. These are all interchangeable. They're all synonymous. They're all based on the same words pronounced. Names are very powerful. Now, wait, what's the last word you say at the end of your prayers? Oh, yeah. Amen or amen. A-M-E-N or A-M-A-N. But we know it's spelled A-M-E-N. That's amen. Remember, I told you your Bibles was an Egyptian book, right? We went through all of that. If you are just now tuning in for the first time coming to the show, welcome. First and foremost, we're glad to have you on board and coming upon uh, tuning in with us. Make sure if you haven't had a chance to go back through the beginning of Favorite Radio to get more acclimated and familiar with who we are, what we do and how things are synchronized, meaning how they come together and coincide. Um, But for those of you who've been tuning in for a while. Before I continue with the etymology of Amen or Amen, right? I told you guys that your Bibles are more than just Egypt, meaning the land of bondage, more than just the Egyptians who enslaved the Hebrew Israelites, more than just something bad. In fact, I pointed out a lot of things. Make sure you start off with Christianity the Nazaritic decree, uh, Egyptian decree. It's going to explain that. Then from there, go in the order that you see it in, fam. The truth, uh, go to uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Look into that. Then the true story of Moses or Thutmosis. Then the decoding of the biblical teachings uh, or the teachings of biblical and Egyptian knowledge. Check these things out, fam. I took the time out to break them down check them out that's how they're going to make sense now if you still have questions after you've checked them at some things your boy will be more than happy to go ahead and respond to you as i always do through email and we're going to start doing the question and answers uh in between shows so um the next show will drop on tomorrow thursday which will be called uh, vibration or it may be Friday. I, I, I told you guys Thursday, I believe. So Thursday, will, the, the next podcast called Vibration will drop. What I'm going to do, I may go ahead and, um, well, I'm definitely going to do a question. I'm going to do a question in the air Friday, okay? Because we're going to have another podcast drop Saturday, this coming Saturday. So, yeah, your boy's trying to get, get busy here because, um, you know, like I said, we're behind and some of the things I want to drop. And, and these things will keep coming to me faster than I can um, keep up with. <laughs> so um, definitely drop your questions in the email and I will go ahead and pick somebody. I'll pick a few of you and to go ahead and post your questions on air here and answer them while I'm doing it like I did the last time. But 
let's keep this thing moving and, and on. Um, let's stay focused here. So, yeah, Amen, A-M-U-N, right, is where the word Amen comes from. And we know that the word Amen in Hebrew or Aramaic is the faithful, right? So be it or uh, faithful, you know, thanking and closing out your prayers. But it stems and comes back through the derivative origin of Amen. It is also part of King Tut's name. Now, we say King Tut's whole name is Tutankhamun, right? But when you're breaking it down, it's really Tut Ankh Amun. Tut Ankh Amun or Amon. Tut Ankh Amon or Amun. See how that is? Tut, T U T, the Ankh, right? Which is the everlasting cross. A N K H. And then the word Amun or Amun, which is A M U N. So it's not Tut, uh, it's not Tutankhamun, as you've been heard in English. It's Tut Ankh Amun when you break it down. See how that works in phonetics when you're sounding out the name and then you're seeing the etymology. Now, the name Ra, because remember, we started this off saying Amun Ra, right? Now, we know the word Ra by now. If you haven't heard this show, it means the sun in ancient Kemet or Egypt, right? And for those of you just now tuning in, the word Kemet, you may hear me say a lot often. And you will understand this if you go through the shows like I had recommended. But if you're just now tuning into this show and you have no knowledge of anything from ancient Egypt, another name or one of Egypt's many names we call Kemet. All right. So the name Ra is also used in cartoons. Now, <clears throat> the only two that spring to mind right off the bat with the word Ra in them, talking about cartoon, you have Mumra, right? Mumra, <laughs> the ever living, right? And that's from Thundercats. For those of you who are old enough to know about the cartoon Thundercats, Thunder, 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 Thundercats, <laughs> Thundercats, ho, and the sword gets bigger. But anyway, from Thundercats, you have the mummy god, Mumra, right? He's the mummy god, okay? And you have He Man's sister. Right, the goddess Shira, Shira, she, the word she, and then hyphenated and then put Ra at the end of it. So you now you have goddess or she god, right? She's the god of the sun, right? In her name, the name when you break it down in the etymology, Shira, right? So as a kid, I always wondered what Shira or Shira was. And He-Man was easy enough to figure out, obviously. So all these times we were loving this stuff, family. We were worshiping false Aryan gods. And I don't want to say worshiping, but when you look into something like a celebrity or TV, you idolize these things. You idolize these beings. Um, and so, hmm, makes you think it's food for thought, right? So yeah, She-Ra, uh, Mum-Ra, uh, and there's other, it's other cartoons like that. So moving along. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's look at the word L. You guys have heard me say over the show, breaking the words down. What does L mean? We just did a show on Superman talking about L a lot because L in the Phoenician Canaanite Hebrew term and the Semitic word means God, right? House of L. We know that in Hebrew in the Bible, it's Bethel, which means the house of God. Kalel, Superman's name, his father's name, Jor-El, his mother's name, Laura L. 
than his cousin's name, Karazael. See? Oh, and in the word Kara, look at that, Supergirl. You got Ka-Ra. Ka means spirit in, in Egypt. Ra means the sun. See? And then she's an L on top of that. See? She's the spirit son of God. Or God's son spirit. Kara. Then you have the word Zor-El. Kara Zor-El. Right? So anyway, that's, that's Supergirl's name. Um, but El is the Hebrew Semitic word for God. This is where we get words. Now we're getting more into the etymology of wordplay, family. You take the word elevate, right? Which means to raise, to come up in degree, right? You have the word level, L-E-V-E-L, level. And if you really want to get technical, L-E is L backwards, right? But you have the word level, L-E-V-E-L, L, lev, L. Right. You have the word elect, which means to select. And both of those words are side by side when you look at them, because the elect E-L-E-C-T. And then if you put an S on that word, you have the word select. Then you have the word celeste, as in the celestial planes. Right. But you have celeste, C-E-L-E-S-T-E. Then you have the name Stella, Estelle, Elohim which is the plural form of God, meaning gods. Then you have Elijah, which we say Elijah. But when you're looking at the E-L, I'm trying to point it out in the words, Elijah, which is really Eliah, because there's no J in those Semitic words, meaning my God, right? Or God is Lord. You have the word elf as in a Christmas elf or elf-like being. Right. They call it a mythic race of supernatural beings, but elves are real, to be honest with you. We'll talk about that one day. They're part of the elemental realm. Elf, which is spelled E-L-F. Then you have the elite, those who are controlling things, those who are behind the scenes, those who are running the planet. The one percent, they're called the elites. You have the elites, E-L-I-T-E. Put ass on it. It's elites. The higher class, in other words. Then you have El Dorado, the golden one. E-L-D-O-R-A-D-O. El Dorado, which means the golden one family. So these are just examples of the word L in words. And I'm going somewhere with this. Remember, this show is based on spirituality. That means all things connect. Okay, we know Superman's name. We've already talked about that. That's my guy. That's Kyle L. You know, <laughs> you know, and then we got Kara Zor-El, his cousin. Now, let's get into some more wordplay here, family. Let's look at the word T is in Tom, E is in Eddie, O is in Oscar. T-O. And the word Dios, D is in David, I is in ice cream, O is in Oscar, S is in Sam. Teo and Dios both refer to what? By definition, they both refer to God. You know the word Zeus the Greek God, right? Pronounced Jesus in Spanish, which is Jesus, right? So Zeus is Jesus in Spanish, but Zeus is the Greek name. He's a Greek God, but in Spanish, because if Zeus is Jesus in Greek, right? In terms of what he, what the name means, then what is Jesus's name in Spanish? Jesus, 
<laughs> You're saying the same name in Spanish that's in Greek. Almost like saying hey love. But anyway, it's not it. I just want that was a joke, by the way. Jesus. Now I look at the word D-I-A-Z. Diaz. That likely comes from that as well in terms of the derivative or etymological form. Diaz can mean day or sun or God. Now, you have Tio, T-E-O, Dios, D-I-O-S. They both refer to God. You have Zeus, the Greek God, right? Which is Jesus in English. But then when you say Jesus in Spanish, it's Jesus, right? So, again, you see a play on words. You see how the etymology of these things. And so far, most of these words we've been talking about mean God, right? Or something that's going back into time and showing you where the root derivative of that word comes from, the connection. Now, look at the word mammy. Some of y'all country folks out there, namely myself coming up. That's my mammy, right? You can spell that in a sorted a lot of different ways. But let's look at it on a serious note. M-A-M-M-Y. Mammy, right? It comes from the word mammary or mammary, right? Which is like a gland, your mammary glands, right? But that's spelled M-A-M-M-A-R-Y, right? Which has the same feminine connection or the root word as mother. And that word can go from mother, meaning mother, moon, or month, Right. This is all connected. I'm going to show you how not only these definitions go with these words, but how these words themselves are broken down and how they are put into usage. So mammy comes from the word mammary, which has the same feminine connection root word as mother, moon or month. This is all interconnected. Right. You got to know what's going on, family. Wake up. Okay. historically, mammy is a more base term not only because it refers to slavery yeah that's right mammy is a term that usually refers to slavery but also to the job itself what is its job what is the next step from that well think about it yeah uh, her uh mammaries were used to nurse her slave master's children right often at the expense of her own children, right? So in other words, back in the slave times, those mammies, the black women, were raising the white folks' kids. They were mammies. And so that's what they did. This is where maids and all that word comes into play. Maidens, all of that. Now, crowning glory... What do I mean by saying crowning glory? Well, recently I decoded the meaning of this term, then went online to verify it. All right. And so what I found to be quite interesting, to say the least, that the Afro is the basis of the halo. The halo, meaning that ring that you see in the Catholic churches over the heads of saints and angels, preferably prophets and saints, to determine that these people were divine in nature a halo also has it's a circle a glowing circle that's over the head of saints well the circle represents in the the golden color and the circle itself represents the sun because the word halo in latin means sun okay 
You see this all the time when they are referring to glory to God, right? And glory is from the Latin gloria, fame, right? Means uh, it's used to denote the manifestation of God's presence in the Judeo-Christianity religious traditions, right? And you know, the word glory really is glow rays, right? Referring to the sun. Again, glory, glory, hallelujah. Now, halo is also known family as nimbus or oreo or glory. And oreo is that where we get the word aura, like your auric field, the field that's around your body in different colors, right? Those colors come from your emotional centers called chakras, meaning wills of light in Sanskrit. But look at the word human. And we talked briefly about this throughout the podcast. Remember, I told you guys that the word human has had uh, its derivatives in the word hue, H-U-E, meaning to give color, referring to color. But the word H-U is an old Sanskrit word, which means the creative force of will, talking about the force of the most high put into man. So if hue, just like I put in the in the uh, title who is Melchizedek you notice I have H I have the W-H-O but then in parentheses I have the H-U that was a little code for some of you who, who, who caught on to that we know that what man means but why hue right and it has nothing to do with the color that would be H-U-E of course that's how we put words together but that is not what the word hue means. It actually means man from the earth, soil, or dirt. Look it up and you will see that H-U-M-E, hume, is a type of soil. Adam, here we go. Now you can make the connections to Adam. He's the first human, according to the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1. Adam is the Aramaic word or the Hebrew word for Adama, which means from the dirt, from the soil. So he comes from the earth, right? But then when God breathed into this composite, this body that he formed out of clay, and we know it's clay that was created because we read that in the book of Jeremiah. When we talk about the potter's will, that's what we're talking about, right? This is why it's very important to read your scriptures and to also do translations and etymology. You can't do any of that and come to this point in your understanding if you don't do those things. So, yes, man from the earth, from the soil, from the dirt. Right. You will see that in the word hume, H-U-M-E, which is a type of soil. This is how we're able to connect the dots. And it's meanings of more than one thing in one thing. Now, look at the word ology. Like technology, uh, you know, anything with the word ology at the end of it, O-L-O-G-Y. It means the study of ology. Anytime you see ology behind a word, it means the study of something. And that comes from the Greek word logos, which means knowledge. Right. Logos means knowledge. Logic also comes from this word. Okay, I'm trying to give you all something to start taking time to look into for yourself. Ology means the study of something. There are numerous words, family, that use this suffix. Now, let's give some examples. Biology. Anthropology. 
social uh, sociology, pharmacology, theology, archaeology. See what I'm saying? Physiology. So ology means the study of something. And all of these professions in their own right are studying whatever those professions are. However, one word seems to go against the grain. And that's the word astronomy, right? The word astronomy, now we're talking about things of the stars. But but astrology does exist, you say. So what's the deal? But astrology does exist. But let's talk about astronomy. <laughs> astronomy and astrology share the same origins, family. Now, you see the word in the word astronomy at the end. The N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, Y as in yellow. Nomi, right? Or Nami. Nami means law. So when you say astronomy, you're saying the law of the stars. Astronomy, because astro is the Greek word for stars. It's where you get the word astral, like astral project, astro travel. Astro comes from the word astron or astro, meaning the stars. Nomi or nami, have you want to say that means law. So astronomy and astrology share the same origins. Astronomy, meaning what I just told you, is the scientific study of the cosmos, whereas astrology is the spiritual study. See, it's the spiritual study, family. They were gradually recognized as separate in Western 17th century philosophy. See that word, the age of reason, right? The 17th century, uh, Western uh, 17th century philosophies is known as the age of reason. So that's where uh, they were gradually recognized as being separate. Now, the root word for witch, as in those of you who were witches on Halloween, W-I-T-C-H, the word, the root word for which is wit, W-I-T, which means to know. They say that boy got some wits on him. He's smart. The word W-I-T means to know. All right. And I kind of, if you call what I said, I said the root word for which is wit, which means to know. <laughs> which meaning W-H-I-C-H spelling that. But it means to know. Now, similarly, the word wizard or wizard Right. Comes from the words wisdom. You see this in Tahuti when we call him the Lord of wisdom because his name means wisdom. So does Enoch. Enoch means wisdom. Sophia in Greek means wisdom. Right. But when we say wizard or wazir or wasir is the name in Kemet for wizard, meaning a wise one. Now, wizard comes from wisdom. Another word for knowledge. This is why King Arthur had Merlin as his most trusted advisor. That's also where we get terms like math whiz. That kid is a math whiz and whiz kid. That's a whiz kid. See what I'm saying? That's where all these terms come from in the root derivatives or the etymology. That's why we got to connect the dots. Now, I'm not going to stay on that too long, but moving forward. One of the ways that leaders of the religion discouraged the seeking of knowledge was to instill fear all right and this is why many believers fear occult knowledge remember i told you all that the word occult 
simply means hidden. It doesn't refer to nothing evil, nothing demonic, or anything of that nature. But it's used in those... What you want to say in proper terms when you're referring to something evil that's hidden, you want to say dark, occult. You don't want to just say occult because it sounds like, oh, that's something evil. And if you break that word down, occult, spelled O-C-C-U-L-T, ok means light, or it's the prefix for the number eight. But the word cult is short for the word culture. So you're basically saying when you take the word is the if you take the whole word occult, knowing it means hidden, and if you break the word down, ok, meaning the number eight or light, and then the word cult, which is short for culture, you're saying the hidden culture of light or hidden within the culture of light. Right. But the word means hidden. So it's nothing to be afraid of, family. Knowledge is power, man. Ignorance is what keeps us in the dark. Remember that. All right. And so this is why we have to do that. Now, we're going to get to the part that I love most. We're starting to get closer and closer to things like words like heathen and pagan. Heathen comes from the word heath. H-E-A-T-H. Naturally, the female variant is a name like Heather. And in the name you see Heather, you see Heath. Heather, which is Heather. Now, a heathen means farmer or a person from the heath. That's all it means. I'm going to say that slowly this time. Heathen, H-E-A-T-H-E-N. Heathen means farmer or a person from the heath. H-E-A-T-H. All right. I keep the word farmer in mind. A heathen means farmer or a person from the heath. It became basically a pejorative term with the spreading of the Christian faith. Okay, here we are with this Christian faith that was created by Constantine of the Catholics who converted over to Christianity. This is a big, huge history lesson. We don't have time to go into the Nicene Council and all that in this show. We're talking about etymology. But it became a term with the spreading of the Christian faith, which came into large uh, cities first, then to the smaller ones. And that's how most people who live in smaller rural areas always last to know something. Because all the information and all of the news starts in the bigger cities. And then it trinkles its way down to the smaller ones. Now, the last to become Christians... In this case, back in those times, were the farmers. Keep that word in mind. I just told you that heathen means farmer. And these Christians who were the last to become, you know, were farmers, they were reluctant to forsake their ancient rights. There is even today a vestige of this accursed method of disparaging the farmer. So you got to know that. But what is that? Well, let's go into it. Let's talk about it, family. I hope you're still with me. In the same manner as the word heathen, you have the word pagan. And the pagan was given a downward push by the church in Southern Europe. The word pagus, spelled P as in Paul, A as in Apple, G as in Go, U as in Umbrella, S as in Sam. Pagus is the Latin and Greek word for farmer or villager, Right? So, pagan, stemming from the word pagus, right? Because this stuff was pushed downward by the churches in Southern Europe at one point in time. The word pagus is the Latin and Greek word for farmer or, or villager, 
right? So you got to be aware of that. Keep again in mind the word farmer. So we have heathen and pagan. And their root words, they mean literally farmer. Now, in, in the old Gothic, the word pagus was something like a county or a township, right? Like a town, a township. In modern German, the Hadi is the word for pagan, right? And that's in the modern German. Hadi means the word for pagan. So now we're going somewhere. Thus, family, paganism and heathenism were in reality ruralism as contrasted to the city, which during the Dark Ages was totally in the hands of Christianity, right? This was all in a dark age where all these names, paganism, heathenism, and ruralism was in the hands of Christianity. And the reason why there are so many pagan rituals, this is where you guys start understanding now, where the words pagan and rituals come into play. The word pagan rituals uh, that survived in Christianity to this day is because many converts didn't want to let go of their old ways. So many leaders made changes to accept the rights into the faith. That's why I say Christianity is not what you think because it's it's religion and religion is always messing something up. So these old faiths, these old ancient rites that they wanted to keep in their methods were stuff such as Saturnalia, which is a, a, a word for uh, Saturn, Greek word for Saturn. It means L, like in the Phoenician Hebrew Canaanite tongue. Uh, Saturnalia is the fertility harvest celebrations. This is where Samhain or Samhain comes into play, right? So um, these different um, these different traditions, right? These old ways of these converts from Christianity back in those ancient times, those leaders who made changes to accept rights into their faith was Saturnalia, right? Fertility, harvest, celebrations, and the holiness of the solstice, right? What do I mean? None of which having anything to do with a Christ archetype. All those rituals that's included in Christianity that you guys don't know about had nothing to do with Christ. Now you take the letter X, just like, you know, X-Man or X-Ray. The letter X is also the sign of wisdom. Right? X marks the spot. You got the word X at the end of the word sex. Right? There's somebody marking that spot all the time. Right? Being funny, family. Um, but the Hebrew root is SK. X. The Hebrew word or the Hebrew root, not word, the Hebrew root uh, of X is SKX. And today that's seen in the word skill, S-K-I-L-L. You see the word skill in that word, right? So I'm breaking this down, family. It's going, we're getting there. (laughs) Just trying to give you guys a little bit of how this works. Now. You guys may have heard the word Ishka. That's I-S-C as in Charlie, H as in Holiday, A as in Apple. Ishka, I-S-C-H-A. That's a variation of X. It means fish in Celtic. It means savior in Arabic. The word Ishka, which is a variation of X that I just told you about, means fish in Celtic, savior in Arabic. Hmm, wasn't this the sign of Christ, the fish of Pisces? 
the savior who was celebrated on Xmas, Christmas. The abbreviation for Christmas is X hyphen Mas. Right. So if Ishka, a variation of X, means fish in Celtic and savior in Arabic. And this is the sign of Christ, which is the fish of Pisces, the savior who was celebrated on Christmas, which is spelled X hyphen M-A-S. Now, are we seeing the connections of how these words come together? I hope so. I hope you're seeing this. You can't make this up, man. I might have to run a little bit, <laughs> but you get my drift. I may have run on a little bit, family, but you get my drift. You know, I, I can't stop it. Nothing should escape analysis, family. Nothing. Nothing should ever escape analysis. Let me tell you something. This is a quote from Buddha. Believe nothing, no matter where you read it or who said it, no matter if I have said it, unless it agrees with your own reason and your own common sense. That's from the words of Buddha. And we see this also in Sherlock Holmes talking about truth. You know, we see this in many different quotes from many different types of people who've played an intricate part in our society. And etymology is just that family. It is something that you have to take time. Just like I tell you all the time in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, the study to show that self-approved unto God. All right. We have to do that. Now, I'm going to give you in the last 20 minutes of this show, vowels. We're going to talk about vowels. Vowels are interchangeable. We think they are not because of years of drilling in English class and spelling bees, etc. for perfect spelling and pronunciation. But I assure you that is not correct. That is not all true. That's not true at all, actually, to be honest. They're, they are very interchangeable. Here's the thing, family. The reality is that words and languages grow and change all the time. Remember, I was telling you this at the beginning of this show. And this is why learning etymology is important, okay? Because things are ever changing and you have to know the origins of what they really mean. You learn the history of a word, where it comes from, who used it, what was the intent, and whether it is related or relevant to other words. Right, that is the process, that is the way that you have to be consciously aware of things. And believe me, you, this will change your perception. Now, there's a reason why I named this show Etymology 101 hyphen one on one. But keep in mind the 101, the number. There's a reason why I did that. Now, in Etymology 101, it was shown how the name, let's spell the letters out for you all. A is an apple, M is a Mary, N is a Nancy. Well, what is that word? What have we been talking about? Say out the word. A is ah, M is m, m, N is n, n. When you put the word together, you get am, n, am, n. As in the Neder God in ancient Egypt, I just told you about as an amen, am, amen, amen ra, right? So A M N is amen, right? Changes into amen, amun. Amen, Haman, Imam, Iman, Oman, Omen, to name a few. You see how that's interchangeable? Remember, these words are interchangeable. That's how they get you. 
The name means hidden. Amun means hidden, right? As in the hidden power of the creator. So it's rather appropriate for the name to be hidden in numerous names and words. Don't you think? <laughs> you know, hidden. That's what Amun means. You know, words like ammonia, A-M-M-O-N-I-A, and amniotic, like as an amniotic fluid. You see the word amen in these words. You see the A-M-N in these words. So looking into certain books may be deceptive, family, as they will connect certain words that have no phonological connection. They'll, they'll leave out the growth of the words through this, you know, through these centuries we keep studying, you know, and that's why we have to be aware of this, fam. Um, you know, let's put it like this. They'll show the modern word, then the so-called original word without any of the words in between. That's done intentionally for those of you who don't understand. This is all deception. This is why you can't connect the dots a lot of times. This is why English is such a effed up language to learn because it takes away the true meanings of things. You have to do the etymology and the derivative form of these words to know what they mean. No connectors equals no connection. That's common sense. If something ain't connecting, if it ain't plugged in, there's no connection. You don't take an, uh, a socket and plug it into an outlet, you're not going to have no power. That's how consciousness is. If you don't connect the dots, there's no connection in understanding what these things are are and what they mean here on Pharaoh radio we're here to bring awareness not take you away from it not here to deceive you we're here to tell you what to do so you can check it out for yourself and see it for yourself there's no knowledge like self-knowledge fam all right three facts about the so-called english language let's jump into that family now <clears throat> we know that the english language is a language with built-in deception we just talked about it Words are linked together and therefore many words are hidden within the modern words we use. Also, words family are redefined within different contexts. Right. In order to deceive, you know, that's how they do it. These are their laws. But we're about to bust all that up. We're about to be system busters. Let's look at the word person. A person is defined as a human being, right? That's easy enough. So that's just one context. In the words or in law, when it comes to law and my Moorish brothers and sisters that's listening, if I'm wrong, you can correct me. A person is defined as property family. That's right. A person is defined. And this is in your dictionaries. <laughs> it's defined as property, a thing, right? This is why the words people and persons both appear on the United States Constitution. They mean different things, though, fam. People and persons mean different things. And this is why they appear on the United States Constitution. Furthermore, family, the 13th Amendment made for the creation of the corporation, which can also be defined as an artificial person. The word corporation can be defined as an artificial person, family. Yes, this gets deep. Walk with me. The prefix corp, C-O-R-P, is where we get the words corpse, C-O-R-P-S, which means a group body, as in soldiers. And then this is where you get the word corpse, C-O-R-P-S-E, which means a dead body, 
right? A dead body. So we're talking about the word corp. Now, you know when police are checking you, they always say, is there anything on your person? Quote unquote, right? To find something on your person means that you are carrying something or concealing something or in possession of something on your body. Therefore, the word person means body, right? Without respect to the spirit or the humanity of that person. Okay, this is this is deep, right? This is why you're nothing but a body and can be replaced at jobs and everything else. Now, let's talk about a certificate. I gave you a little bit of this information, like I said, in Maritime Admiralty Law. If you haven't had a chance to hear that podcast, that was done earlier last year in 2020, somewhere between February and March. I don't know exactly, but I know it was early in the year. Definitely go back and check that out. I go deep into this type of stuff, but we have to go through it a little bit before we close out because I want you all to see how this stuff connects. So we've got about 13, 14 minutes left in the show. Let's use them. A certificate family is a record to authenticate information. Correct. We know that that's what a certificate is. It's a record to authenticate information. But now properly defined, a certificate is a document to prove ownership. Right. You got documents and papers with your name on it. They need proof of that, that you own it or have property. That's a that's a documentation. That's a that's a certificate. Right. We, we give certificates all the time. It's properly defined as, you know, something to have established ownership. Now, look up certificate and then ask yourself this, fam. What a certificate of authenticity is. Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. What is a certificate of authenticity when you look up the word certificate? And then define your, for yourself what a birth certificate is. It's not a birth record or else it would simply be called such. Right. <clears throat> Two. Now. The Europeans like the French and the Italians and the Germans and the Spanish. Right. It is a language with built in degradation. Right. There's a language that's built in this English and, and it's it's degrade it's degradation, right? To degrade, right? A leech is a blood sucking slug, right? When you spell a leech, it's L-E-E-C-H. A leech is a blood sucking parasitic creature that sucks blood. But what is the Spanish word for milk? <laughs> Leche, right? That's spelled L-E-C-H-E. This means that the people who initiated use of the word obviously liken an infant feeding from its own mother to a parasite. This is why they call y'all minorities, because they think of you as children. It's got shit to do with swell. Color does play a part in it, but that's, you know, it's anybody. All right. So if we saw the great debaters in 2007, we'll recall what the word denigrate means. Now, sometimes, like I said, there's racial degradation in words. Denigrate, meaning to put down. If you break it down, it's denigrate, right? Which really means, it's what it really means, right? But if we saw the great debaters in 2007, and I'm serious, say the word very slowly, denigrate. What year did that movie come out again? 2000 what? That's a hint for y'all. Now, 
it has built in references to God, the creator and or the God's many aspects and interpretations. Well, what am I talking about? Because I'm about to go. We almost finished. So I'm about to take these last few minutes to show you something. Let's go into interpretation mode real quick. Y'all are going to love this. Vowels family sounds, right? Vowel sounds use the breath of life. Let me say that slow. Vowel sounds like a vowel. Vowel sounds use the breath of life. The spirit, right? The spire or spire, which means to breathe. In Latin, it's spiritus, right? Vowel sounds use the breath of life. How you say. Connect two vowels together in a word and you have a reference to God. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Connect two vowels together in a word and you have a reference to God. How you say, let me show you. Let's start looking at some vowels real quick. I-O, E-O, E-I, E-U, O-U, A-O, O-A. E-A-I-I-U. Now let's look at the word gold. Take the L out and you have God. <laughs> right? And you know the word L, E-L, is another name for God, by the way. Not a coincidence. But let's go deeper. Remember I said vowels, put them together in a word, you have references to God. If we remember the periodic table, like I just told you when I did a podcast on just recently, the periodic table of elements, the symbol for gold that I just talked about is what? The letters A-U. Are those not two vowels? A-U. Right? And that could actually be a symbol for offset. Now, the Latin word for gold is aurum. The Latin for gold is aurum. That's spelled A-U-R-U-M. Aura refers to the light of the spirit or soul of man. And we know the northern lights are known as the Aurora Borealis. The northern lights are known as the Aurora Borealis. Right? See these connections? Latin is Aurum, Aura. Now the Greek word for sun. What is the Greek word for sun? It's Helios. H-E-L. I O. There goes the I O again. S H E L I O S. I O is the name of one of Jupiter's moons, fam. <laughs> so the Greek word for sun is Helios. In the word Helios, you have the vowels I O. I O is actually a name of one of Jupiter's moons, right? You see these connections. It is from Helios that the words like holy, halo, and of course, helium are derived. Right now, don't forget words like artificial, superficial and official. Right. All of these words connect. How do you say? Well, let me show you. And these words, a euphemism is used to make something sound better than it really is to make sound good. <laughs> Think about what I just said to make sound good. That's what a euphemism is. Now, some people, some races like to refer to themselves in certain names. Uh, now, 
What are the initials for European Union? What are the initials? What is the, the initials? E for European and U for Union. EU, right? This planet we live in is called Earth. EA, right? Now, family, if you look on your keyboard, you'll see three letters that are grouped together. And that's what vowels? U, I, and O. They're all grouped together on your keyboard. Look at it. U, I, and O. Look at those vowels. U. Now, spell out the word U. Y, O, U. O, U. So remember, Y is sometimes a vowel. But you have the word U. And when you say in a sentence, you and I are people. U. Y, O, U. And then the word I. So you see in the word you, O-U, and then you say I, you and I. That's O-U-I right there. And then you see the word people. And the word people is E-O. E-O are two vowels. You and I are people. See how they do all this? Old McDonald's had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> feel me bad? I'm on it like that. So <clears throat> that's all I was trying to get you all to see. Other words for God include Zeus, D, uh, you know, uh, Dios, Deo, and Deity. And each one of those words have E-U in them, I-O in them, E-O in them, E-I-N. In E-I, E-O, U-O, A-U, they all mean references to God. And those words literally mean God. Zeus is a God. Deuce is a God. Dios is a God. Deo is a God. And the word Deity means God. And each one of them have vowels in them that refer to God. See how they do? And do not forget the words like bio and ion and diode. Bio has IO in it. Ion has IO in. IO is in it. And the word diode is D-I-O-D-E. IO is in diode. And then the word bionic. B-I-O-N-I-C. IO is in bionic. Anything referring to life elements has God in it. And if you ever heard of IO Digital Cable and Verizon, Fios, F-I-O-S, I-O, this is all again referring to some reference to God, fam. Remember, binary code. What is binary code? I told you all to pay attention to the title, Etymology 101. <laughs> 101 is basically showing you the code IO 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 because it refers to God on that note family we have reached our end of the period binary code is always one zero one zero one zero ones and zeros this may have seemed to go on a little too long but that's what it can happen when you're building and that's all we're about here on the show so on that note I hope you all take very good care of yourselves. If you have any questions, definitely email them to jratedr at gmail.com. And you know I will go ahead and respond to you all, as well as put them on the show here when we air out our Q&A. Family, it is a blessing as always. I love you all. Study to show ourselves approved unto the Most High and no one else. On that note, I'm your boy J. Ritadar, signing off, saying to all those, peace. And namaste.
Hey, 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 family. It is your boy, Jay Read It All. And that's right, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. We're going to give a special, special shout out to a very near and dear friend of mine. She's a woman filled with the spirit of Christ, filled with the spirit of the Most High. And I want you all to definitely take your time out to support Miss Caroline Yotzia. She is definitely somebody that can make your day better. She's definitely filled with the word, fam. And you can check her out on her Anchor podcast or her Spotify podcast called Rock Cut Channel. That's called Rock Cut Channel. And it's spelled all in one word. R-O-C-K-C-U-T and then the word channel. Live on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many, many more. So if you're looking for inspiration and upliftment of encouragement and you want to get the word on the day-to-day life of what's going on in the world, definitely check out Miss Yotia's channel. She definitely will make not only your day better, but she'll educate you at the same time. We want to thank her here on Pharaoh Radio for all that she does locally as well as globally all around the world. So definitely take your time out to support her, subscribe to her channel, and much, much more. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Go check out Rock Cut Channel by Miss Caroline Yotzia. Y'all take care. Stay blessed. And as always, family, I'm out. Peace and namaste.